Welcome back to our podcast, Learners for Life. It's Sarah Legg here and Luke Woodhouse. It's actually been a couple of weeks since we've been in the same place, so <laughs> we haven't done this um, for a little bit. So welcome back, Luke. It is good to be back, and I was a bit crook last week. Yes, so, so we had yeah. week off for sickness. We had a week in Minyeri, but yeah. we're back on deck, both of us. You're not hearing the sounds of the billabong. This week. No, it's not those <laughs> chirping bird sounds in the background. Mm. It's just um, us and having a yeah. chat about what happened at church last week and where we're heading in mm. the week to come. So mm, cool. let, let us know what, what was the main point, what do you want to really hone in on about what happened um, in the talk this week. Yeah, last Sunday we were looking at the idea of there being a wall between us and God. And as I talk to people uh, individually, um, you'll often hear people talk about feeling like there's a wall between them Mm. and God, uh, whether that's our prayer life or just general. Uh, Certainly when we go up to Minieri, um, it's quite common when people will share they're feeling like there's a wall between them and God, Mm. if it's either preventing them praying or coming to church. Uh, And I felt that uh, this particular section of 2 Corinthians really deals with that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and how... That there's a block, that people have blockages and there's something that stops us from being in right relationship. That's right. And and as I've been thinking about it and I've been looking at this passage, I see that sometimes that blockage is real. Mm. Um, There really is a wall between Mm. us and God. And sometimes that blockage is... A deception it's, it's actually not there the blockage has been taken away mm. and I think we see in this uh, particular passage um, um, what does the Bible say is the blockage mm. uh, between us and God and how and what does it mean for it to be taken away so that's what we'll mm. kind of focusing um, on focusing on yeah mm. and I think Boiling that down, which is what I'm always on about up with the kids, is boiling that that message down into the essence of what the Bible is talking about. I kept it a bit more on the literal interpretation of a curtain yes. or a veil because I thought yep. that, that it was um, abstract enough without adding in an extra abstract level this week. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. we did talk about what a curtain does and what what it's like when you try to look through something Mm -hmm. um, where there is something that blocks your view. And um, I guess that's what your wall idea is. So I I always have the whiteboard up when we're talking up in a live. And so just before I talked, I put a covering over the whiteboard Mm -hmm. and we talked about the difference between what you could see Okay. And then not see when yeah. I covered it. And can you see through it? And what sorts of yeah. things can you see? And then mm. talked about that idea in this passage in 2 Corinthians where um, Paul's saying to the church in Corinth, you know, in under the old covenant, there was this thing mm. in between mm. you and God. God is holy and you are not holy. Mm. And so you are going to have to do something yes. to be able to have access to God. How do you find teaching children um obviously these letters mm. that paul's writing has got is stooped in the back old testament background yeah, that's right. how how do you find the um teaching these particular things and and how much time do you have to go back into these old mm. stories and yeah um and how much yeah you know, do, do you find that the children children make that adjustment 
well and can un- and and how do you I think I do I always have a vision I always have my bible in my hand yeah. and I always talk about when I'm talking about the old testament the first half of the bible and then yes. the second half of the bible for the new testament and I show them so I do a visual yep. look at that because I do think it's confusing it's confusing yeah. for adults yeah um so I always try to tie that into showing them I do think it's been immeasurably helped this term that we did the Old Testament last term. Yes, yes. And so I always try to orient the kids in where we're up to mm-hmm. in God's big story okay. in the Bible. Are we near the beginning yep. or are we progressing to the end? And so I think it was really helpful that we did Genesis last yeah. term because it's been quite easy to flip them into remember when we did. And in Exodus last year? In Exodus also. <laughs> yes, the kids, remember the kids didn't do that. Yeah. But um, I think I've just tried to tie it to something that we've either talked about before or show them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I flick through the pages in the Bible to show them mm-hmm. how far along we've progressed or where we were. And I have a bit of the same pattern every week, mm-hmm. especially when I'm talking about 2 Corinthians, reminding them we're talking about a letter, yep. who's writing the letter, who are they, who's the letter being written to, mm-hmm. what were some of the issues that we've now talked about yep. as we go through, yep. um, which I think is the bonus of why I'm really pushing mm having the memory verses so that they're remembering hopefully just at least the key word mm-hmm. from each week. So, that so what was, what we was can this week's memorize. memory verse? So I really focused this week on the verse that says, since we have such a hope, we can be bold. Yeah. And in fact, I think we can be very bold. Because yeah. um, I really wanted them to get that concept that the new covenant gives us hope Mm-hmm. Knowing Jesus is actually so filled with hope. It's not based on what we do or whether we can get ourselves through, yeah. you know, the wall or the or the curtain mm-hmm. that's blocking us. But actually, we are free yeah. through Jesus. And Jesus died once for all. That's it. Not yeah. constantly. Only the high priest can go in, and only go in once mm-hmm. a year, and all those sorts of things. And we did a few visual markers about what the holy of holies in the tabernacle might have looked like as well yeah. so yeah, we right. did that and when i got to the dramatic moment What's the dramatic in the moment? story when we talked about the new covenant that jesus death yeah. on the cross brings about i ripped the curtain down off yeah, the whiteboard right. and really showed what it was like mm. when jesus died yeah, right. and i do think the kids know enough about that story of jesus death that they all responded to that they knew that that's what happened mm. when jesus died Everyone told me there was an earthquake and it was dark, yeah. but also that the curtain ripped in too. And yeah, so okay. I wanted to really bring that home to them. What do you think your impression is of the children um, that you teach uh, in terms of their their attitude towards God um, in the sense of the barrier? Do you think uh, the children tend to feel that there's a, there is a, not necessarily a mm. veil, mm. but there is something blocking them approaching God or do you think there, there's I guess the other extreme mm. is a blase um, there is no there's nothing there's nothing, yeah, there's nothing different what, what, what do you find as, you, as you've been teaching these kids for the last mm. few years um, what 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 do you what do you and is there any any anything that might lead them to think that way mm. it's tricky isn't it because that's I mean, I guess anything I say is going to be a generalization oh exactly however <laughs> you, you'd have both but I'm just I, yeah, think, yeah. I think we have we all have both in our own in our own lives. Yeah, I think probably on the whole, kids are 
Well, it depends what they're hearing from yeah. home and how much they know about the Bible. I think they probably don't have too many barriers that they mm-hmm. put up between yeah. them and God. Again, I think this comes back to that same concept of, that kids get comfort. Mm-hmm. I think kids get that they can just talk, especially if they've grown up in a loving mm-hmm. home where they can just talk to their parents. Yeah. I think it's just the same. Um, I think probably more the issue is not recognising necessarily that what an amazing difference that is mm. to with life without Jesus. Yeah. That's probably more the block and not having the big enough perspective to understand yeah. what a privilege that is yeah. rather than not yep. putting up those barriers. I mean, themselves. just to, uh, with the observations with my own children, um, and it seems like that the, uh, I guess they might not struggle with a barrier because of holiness mm. um, between them and God. Mm. The barrier is more um, the barrier that we all struggle with is, well, why isn't God answering me when I pray? Yes, that's right. And Where why is, is it he? an immediate and well, why can't I hear it and see yeah, it and Yeah, is he an imaginary friend? Or, exactly. Or kind of, so there's a barrier relationally by the reality that we are not um, with God face-to-face mm. now. Um, and that's something we all struggle with. But it's interesting. I remember when, when I was a child, I had a strange... I still remember having a strange awareness um, of my own sin in private. Maybe because mm. I got in trouble a bit when I was young. But, but I remember thinking I, that I, however, I am... angelic. So right. no awareness. No, joking. Right. But, but it's <laughs> totally funny. Joking. It wasn't... It was... It's, it's, it was yeah. I just remembered saying to my parents, I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think God's going to be pleased with mm. me. Mm. Um, and I did have a kind of a, a, like a Moses law-like understanding my relationship with god i mm. i was quite aware of where the fact that i didn't do the thing yeah i wasn't stacking up it wasn't so much the distance between the fact that god doesn't hear me it was the fact that i didn't feel like i was worthy um but i think it is different for different kids mm. in different situations and I, I i don't think my sisters felt that felt the just, same thing. um mm. but i do remember my parents sort of comforting me by saying it's okay that god loves you but not because i'm good no. They were saying it's okay loves that anyway. loves you because of Christ yeah. and because of what he's done. Um, just wondering if we should check in if anyone's still listening to yeah, the podcast maybe. at this point. If anyone's listening, think? just um, text me, 0425 259 354. We just want to see if anyone's actually listening this far into the podcast. Um, text the word glory to my number, 0425 259 354. And I'll give you a special prize. Oh, will it be as good as my special prize that we did no, this week? Oh, it won't be as well, good. There you go. You can text it to me. You'll instead. get lots of glory. <laughs> lots um, of glory. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's probably a good place to pause it. Mm. Um, but I think this Sunday we've got yeah. Father's Day coming up. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. It's always exciting. a good week in the calendar. It is good, and we go in adults' time in the. We're going to hear a story from BHAC member. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be looking at what it uh, means to have treasure in jars of clay. What are, what are you guys thinking about with the? Well, you life? might need to stay tuned because <laughs> I'm got something planned that has to do with treasure and jars of clay, yeah. and um, hopefully something visual to help us to remember what it yeah, is cool. like to be fragile and human. Yeah. And to make mistakes, but to know that actually it's God's hope and it's Jesus in us yeah. that is actually the message to the world. So stay tuned. I say. Cool. All right. See you Sunday. Bye. Bye.